Hello and welcome to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast, where each week, Pastor Jeff Cranston explores biblical theology that provides practical life applications in an understandable way. Thanks for joining us at the table. Let's get started. Well, hello again, everybody. It's Jeff Cranston. I can't even say my last name. Jeff Cranston, returning to you from a bit of some time off since I think it was in November. So it's been a while. It's been a few weeks. I hope you are doing well, that you had a a good holiday season. As I record this, we are past the new year and into 2023 already. And I said back then we would be back on January 8th, and uh, here we are. So thank you again for joining with me as we're going to embark now on what is going to be the fifth season of our podcast. We're at about 130 episodes now, I believe. And uh, it's just been really a wonderful time. Now, if you've been with us for a while, you know that my co-host and good friend, Jen Denton, is no longer part of the podcast. And we, we explained that on a previous podcast. It's all good. We miss Jen. And I'm sure you're wondering who the new co-host is, but not ready to announce that yet because I'm still looking. We'll continue on, and trust me, I want to find someone more than you want me to find someone, because I know I, I I know the podcast is better with another voice on it. At least that's what I believe, anyway. And so it'll be me and a few other people along the way here of the next few podcasts, I believe, until we find find someone else to join me, and we're we're going to do that as quickly as as we can. But our next podcast next week will be someone that. A number of you know if you live here in the Low Country, and that's going to be Jordan Magelson. Jordan is the worship arts pastor and leads all of our worship arts at Low Country Community Church here in Bluffton, South Carolina. And the reason Jordan's going to be on is because we're beginning a brand new series, and it's going to be on the theology of worship. You know, we have we've studied many of the ologies of theology. If you go back through our previous podcast, you'll see that there's a heartiology and pneumatology and ecclesiology and Christology and soteriology and a bunch of others. But what about worship? And I wonder what you think of whenever you hear the word worship. If you're like most Christians, you think of music and that is a part of worship, but certainly not worship in its entirety. And so we're going to take a look at the theology of worship over a few podcasts because it's really, really important. And what has to drive our worship is our theology. And what has to drive our theology is a proper understanding of Holy Scripture. And so a theology of worship means that we will draw from the entirety of Scripture what the Word of God says about the topic of worship. So a biblical theology of worship is really a biblical understanding of worship. Dr. Ron Mann wrote a very short little article about the importance of studying the theology of worship, and he gives six reasons that are crucial for us if we're going to base our understanding of worship on Scripture. So I'd like to take 
quickly with you today those six things that Dr. Mann writes about and then add my just my own thoughts and my own comments under that. And this will this will sort of be today a base of what we'll study moving forward. This will be a foundation as we move into the coming weeks and we take a look at the theology of worship. So it's crucial to base our understanding of worship on the Bible for at least six reasons. Number one, God's Word tells us who God is. Well, you say that's readily apparent, but it's not readily apparent to everybody, and it's important to lock that into our hearts and minds that the Bible really does tell us who God is. We have no understanding of God without the Scriptures. And when it comes to worship, we better get this part of it right, and that's the who. I think we tend to focus on the what and the how in our churches. You know, what what type of worship style you have? Do you sing hymns in the church? Do you not? Do you have contemporary style? Do you have a modern style? Do you have a classical, traditional style? Do you have a blended style? We get we get caught up in the what. And then the how. Well, how do you do it? Do you do it very simply? Is it with a choir? Is it with a worship team? Is What kind of instrumentation is there? Is it pretty simple? Do you keep it as a piano and an organ, or do you take it beyond that, or do you do, you do a full orchestra, or do you have a, a worship band? We get hung up a little bit, and a lot of arguments in churches have occurred over the what and the how, but we better understand and have a good, solid answer for who it is that we, that we worship. Dallas Willard in his book, The Divine Conspiracy, says, Now we must not worship without study, for ignorant worship is of limited value and can be very dangerous. We may develop a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. That's out of Romans 10. And then he says, And if we do that, we do great harm to ourselves and to others. So our belief about God and our worship of God cannot and should not be separated. So it's very important that we base our theology of worship on who God is, and it's a good reminder that God's Word, the Bible, tells us who God is. Secondly, God's Word tells us what God wants. As I said just a moment ago, we want to do it the way we want to do it, and some people get so tied up into this that if you don't do it the way I do it, you're wrong. If you don't worship the way our church worships, you're not really worshiping right. If you don't worship the way our church worships, then I guess yours is okay, but you're really missing out. If you only would worship as we do, well, what a what a pathetic way to look at worship. It has to go beyond what we want. We've got to take worship into what God wants. So he's the object of our worship. Our desire is to please him. Our worship is for him. It's to him. It is toward him, and God is a God that commands us absolutely to worship him. And so we want to do it in the right way. And so we've got to get into the word and understand what it is that God wants. And we only learn that from the scriptures. And so we'll, we'll dive into that in the coming podcast. Thirdly, God's word is our guide in every area of life. Most Christians will, I, I would hope every Christian would agree with that. That, that scripture is our guide in every area of life. So has he left us guideless? Has he left us directionless when it comes to worship? 
Well, of course not. There are worship instructions given in the Old Testament. There are worship instructions given in the New Testament. Now, a good question to ask is, how many of those are still relevant for today? Are they? Are we bound by some of the the worship elements that the Jews worshiped God by in the Old Testament when they were under the law? What would Jesus or the Apostle Paul or Timothy, what would they think about the worship if they came to our church this Sunday, whatever church you attend? Well, the way that we find the answers to that is we look into God's Word. So we we have to draw instruction. We have to draw guidance from every in every area of our life from scripture and worship is is absolutely no no different william nichols wrote worship is the supreme and only indispensable activity of the christian church it alone will endure like the love for god which it expresses into heaven when all other activities of the church will have passed away so he's talking about how essential it is there and it's essential that our that our worship is guided by Scripture. Number four, God's Word tells us that all of life is to be worshipped. All of life is to be worshipped. This is another area I think many Christians have an, have an extremely limited view of. Like I said at the top of the podcast, when you hear the word worship, what do you think about? Well, music. You know, now that the worship part of the service, how many times have you heard this? Now that the worship part of the service is over, the pastor's going to preach now. That's so wrongheaded, and it's so limiting of what true worship really is. You know, the Bible tells us that whatever we eat or drink or whatever we do, that we're to do it all for the glory of God. That's in 1 Corinthians 10.31. That includes everything. So your work is worship. Your parenting is worship. Your marriage is worship. Your coming together with the saints on on a Sunday and gathering in in worship, wherever you are and however you do it, that's worship. There's so many elements to worship. And I, I, I hope that as a result of us studying the theology of worship, that you will have a broader, more expansive view of what worship actually and really is. It's not just limited to Sunday morning. It's not just limited to a worship service or a conference somewhere. It's not just limited to music. That's a huge part of it, but that's not all of it. God's Word tells us that all of life is to be worshiped. Number five, God's Word is our only unchanging standard. I think we have tried to make that extremely clear here at Kitchen Table Theology that things change. You know, culture changes, society changes, people change, time changes things and people, but God's word never changes. You know, your opinion about something could change from one day to the next. I saw a, uh, I saw some Darlene and I were watching a show the other night and it was a politically based show. It's a drama. And one man came in to the White House to be met by some of the uh, president's staff and he was going to vote one way. And after they made their case, he told them he would vote the other way. And they, they were shocked. And they said, well, why did you, why did you change? And he said, you convinced me. So our opinions change. Some convictions sometimes change. A lot of things change. And, you know, when, when we get into church world and you start to change things, boy, people really don't like it. I was, I was speaking with a pastor this morning and he asked me a rhetorical question. 
of why do you think people in churches are so often reticent to change, even in the face of it damaging their own local church? And I, I just have no answer for that. I've never understood that. You know, the methodology has to change, but the message has to remain the same. And so we want to understand that. And so the various forms and expressions of worship, they can change from time to time. What we do, how we do it, that can happen. But we, we have to be sure that whatever we're left doing, we're doing it with a biblical basis. So we get all caught up sometimes in our traditions or our customs, excuse me, or what, you know, well, this is just the way we've done it. And that can be deadly, not only in a church, but in the life of a believer. Lastly, Dr. Mann says, only God's word can give us a unified understanding of worship. A unified understanding of worship. Wouldn't you love to think that Christians could have a unified understanding of worship? And it's something that is desperately needed. Dr. Mann writes this, the Church of Jesus Christ desperately needs a common, unifying, biblical, theological understanding of worship. This is especially needed in light of the huge variety of worship practices across denominations, across the world, and across the centuries. And because of the discussion, debates, and conflicts over worship styles and practices in our day, we have to have a common, unifying, biblical and theological understanding of worship. And so it's my hope and prayer that in these next few podcasts, that's exactly what we'll just roll our sleeves up and dig into. And so uh, I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to invite you to join me next week. And we'll start with the musical aspect of worship. Our friend Jordan Mackelson will be here. We'll just do a, a Q&A together. I want you to hear his thoughts and his. I think you'll really be blessed by the things that Jordan shares. And I hope that you will jump back in with us here after we've had about six weeks off. So thank you for joining me today. And it's just left for me to remind us all that the real power of theology is not only knowing it, but applying it. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Theology Podcast with Pastor Jeff Cranston. Join us next time for more insights into biblical truth. If you'd like to know more on today's topic, please check out our show notes. If you have a question from today's podcast, kindly email us at pastorjeff at lowcountrycc.org. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a rating and review? We deeply appreciate your help in getting the word out. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or in your favorite podcasting app to continue this journey with us as we learn about and apply God's word to our lives. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time here at Kitchen Table Theology.